good morning good afternoon good evening and good night man i'm so glad you guys are back because we're studying first peter we've been diving deep into seeing how we live lives according to the gospel living lives according to our um, acceptance in christ as we understand that we are a child of the king a part of a chosen nation a priesthood a, a, a kingdom that is not of this world then how do we live because of that and the way that we live is that we uh honor God by living good lives, submitting to authority, and uh, just doing good things for people, not reviling when people revile us. It's difficult. Yeah, just saying it is difficult. And what we're about to read is going to be a difficult thing as well to be able to hear and then actually live out in our lives, man. It's tough. It's tough. But the Lord says what he says, and then we live out what he's called us to live out as he gives us the strength through his spirit that is within us so as we dive in uh, i want to let you guys know i'm paul this is pauline theology and uh it's pauline theology's daily devotional i uh glad you're here and if you are new then man i'm glad you found us if you're coming back i'm glad you're back so let's go ahead and get into this we're in first peter chapter 2 verse 18 and we're going to go ahead and finish the chapter out at 25 Servants, be subject to your masters with all respect, not only to do good and gentle, but also to the unjust. For this is a gracious thing, when mindful of God, one endures sorrow while suffering unjustly. For what credit is it if, when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But when you do good and suffer for it, you endure. This is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his footsteps. He committed no sin, neither was de deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to the one who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds we have been healed. For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Peter is uh, continuing on his uh, idea of the submission to authority. He says, uh, every human institution. And so now he continues by saying, servants, be subject to your masters. And this is the uh, same idea as it was whenever um, we got to remember that the people of God are being persecuted here in this country. And the place that they're at, they're being slain, killed, beaten, hurt, uh, day in and day out because of their faith. And Peter says, submit to them, submit to the king. And he's continuing that vein of thought with uh, slaves, with servants. He says, be subject to your masters. He says, not only the good and the gentle, but also the unjust. And he says that, man, he, I think he's specifically pointing this out because of the injustice that's happening in the world at this time to the Christian. It is also the same way for the servant or the slave that says, but to the unjust. And he says, and this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. And the thought is, if you're doing wrong and you suffer, it doesn't matter. Uh, you're getting justice. You're getting what is due. But when you do good and you suffer for it and endure, then God sees this and pours grace out. And he gives the ultimate example in Christ. So 
And the ultimate example is Jesus, who being the king of all things, being the one with all glory, being the one with all power, would suffer. What Jesus did is, is amazing. It says that he kept entrusting himself to the one who judges justly. He, he kept having his faith in God, the one who is just and ultimately will um, deal justice to all of creation. So we talked about that actually a little bit yesterday when we were saying the reason that we can submit to the king is because we trust God. We trust that he will deal with those things. And in the same way, he's talking to the slave. Peter is saying, dude, it's tough. I know it's hard. But remember, God cares for you. And if he cares for you, then that means he's going to give you justice. Paul says, vengeance is mine, I will repay. So in the same way, Peter is letting them know, you've just got to entrust yourself to the one who is sovereignly over all and deals out justice. And deals out justice, man. And then he continues on with the vein of not only an example of how we live, but how he actually does give out justice. And that is through his son, Jesus. He says he himself bore our sins in the body on that tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. He says that this was the, the payment for our sin. He bore our sins in his body on the cross. And the purpose for that was so that we can be filled with his spirit and then able to not revile when people revile us, to not hate when people hate us because we are living to righteousness. Mm, he's called us out of that darkness into this marvelous light. What's to say about God? I think the most important thing that it says about God in this sentence is uh, uh, he is just. He is a just God. He will deal with all of the hurt, all of the pain that we have experienced in this world, the things that we have to go through that we know is not right, the brokenness. Because this slavery is, is a broken thing, man. It's a hurtful thing. It's an evil thing. And we see that God has dealt with that. He has, he has dealt with this institution destroyed it. But the people who took part in this institution will also be judged on the basis of his justice. Because God is a just God. So he will deal with with those things. But I think also we have to remember that God is a just God, but he's also a gracious God. And so the way that he may deal with some of these things is through his son, Jesus Christ. And for me, I'm particularly glad he did that because if I was to receive the justice for all the things I've done in my life, I would, I would be afraid. I would be in utter chaos at this moment because I know the weight of the sin of the things that I've done, and they are horrible. But God in his mercy, God in his grace, has dealt justly to me by giving the penalty to his son. That is where the justice falls, so that I might walk in grace. What's it say about man? It says that we are um, in dire need of salvation. Christ bore our sins and his body on that tree. But it also means that, again, I think it goes back to that state that we talked about earlier 
Uh, if you're not in Christ, then you're opposed to the gospel. You're an enemy of the cross. And being an enemy of the cross, if you're in Christ, the person that's an enemy of the cross is going to be an enemy of those in Christ. He's going to be an enemy of me. And we can see that in this uh, this uh, slavery thing. It says that they're going to be unjust. But in the same way, Peter's saying, but in the same way that you humbled yourself and entrusted yourself to the sovereignty of God in the government, you have to humble yourself and entrust yourself to the sovereignty of God in your situation that you're in as a slave. Those are hard words, man. Those are tough words. But God being sovereign is going to do what he says to do, and I have to trust that. I have to trust that. So as a Christian, I think he's saying about humanity is that I have to trust Jesus. I have to trust God. I have to trust the one who deserves my trust because of the things he's done in my life. I have to do that. Application for today is the same application I believe we had yesterday. Let's trust God. Let's place our faith in him. If we believe that he bore the weight of sin, and not just sin cosmic, but sin personal, he bore my sin, he bore your sin. If you believe in that, that he saved you from the depths of hell by bearing that punishment on himself, then what else? I mean, all those other things ain't, ain't a big serious deal. One is eternity. The other are fleeting things that are here one day and gone the next. So if I trust him with my salvation in that manner, then I should be able to trust him in these light and momentary afflictions, as Paul states. I should be able to trust him when people are treating me evil, when people are treating me wrong. Another practical thing I think about is this is for slaves. If Peter is telling this for slaves, then what are we to do with this when it's just somebody talking bad about us? It's just somebody talking wrong or down or condescending to us. Man, this does not elevate to the uh, the tragedy of slavery that we should humble ourselves even then and God sees it as gracious and good. What is it in our life that it can even compare to this? And because of that, we need to humble ourselves. Man. Just thinking about like that, man, it's just like, how could I not love when people hate? How can I not give when people take? How can I not build when people tear down? I appreciate you guys for listening, man, and uh, see you guys in the next episode. What's your application going to be? <laughs>